Today's episode of Locked On Longhorns is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way that you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily, no sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. On today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, Casey Thompson just can't seem to keep the Longhorns out of his mouth. What is going on with that? Your Texas Longhorns basketball team failed to make the Sweet 16. We discussed their season, and the baseball team is rolling, winning four straight games in dominant fashion. Longhorn Nation, happy Monday. You are locked on Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, the voice of University of Texas football and basketball. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. For my audio listeners, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube for exclusive content and to put a face behind the voice of your favorite podcast. Make sure you like us, rate us, review us, give us five stars. Anything less than that, I have to believe you aren't listening hard enough. We hit 300 subscribers over the weekend on YouTube. So I just want to thank you to each and every one of you in Longhorn Nation that has been supporting and continues to support. I'm truly blessed to represent Texas Athletics for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But y'all know how we do it on this podcast. Let's get right into it. So former Texas Longhorns quarterback Casey Thompson, he took over the job last season from Hudson Card and started the majority of the season, a very disappointing season in Steven Sarkeesian's first year, the team going five and seven and not looking like, although we haven't been, you know, Texas football that we've, accustomed to seeing over the last 10 years that definitely wasn't Texas football uh that we wanted to see last year and wasn't representative of the brand uh that we've put out at the 40 acres so nonetheless we went five and seven last year everything was disappointing Casey Thompson decides to leave uh because you know possibly probably because Quinn Ewers came in and all signs pointed to Quinn Ewers being the starter and I respect it I get it he wanted to get out of town and go somewhere where he likely would be the starter, which landed him with the Nebraska Cornhuskers and all signs point to him uh, being QB1 at Nebraska. And so everything's cool. You know, he decided to move on. You know, I feel like Texas football fans, you know, saluted him on the way out, showed him grace, showed him love, you know, said thank you for your services uh, last year for the Texas Longhorns football team, even though things didn't work out the way, you know, that we thought they should have. But it looks like Casey Thompson had other plans. And so He's been talking a lot of smack towards Longhorn Nation, towards the football team since he left. And I'm trying to figure out what's going on. So um, at first he did an interview and he started talking about how NIL opportunities are, are way better at Nebraska than they are at the University of Texas. And to anybody listening to that, I mean, that should probably raise an eyebrow. And, and I mean, come on now. We know that NIL opportunities aren't better at Nebraska than they are at the University of Texas. I mean, come on now. Now, it was really like the first season that it was being implemented, you know, so maybe some, you know, donors or, or teams or universities were a little slower to the party. Maybe the fact that you went five and seven, you know, had something to do with your NIO opportunities being slow. Maybe the fact that, you know, people knew you weren't the quarterback of the future. 
had something to do with your NIL opportunities being a little slow. But, you know, one, I feel like if you've moved on and you went to another program, then you should just be happy to be at Nebraska. But to get to Nebraska and say, well, the NIL opportunities are, are way better at Nebraska and we're such a, a more close-knit opportunity. I mean, there's really nothing out there to do but play football, you know, so I, I get that. But come on now. I mean, we, we know that the opportunities are better at the University of Texas. Casey, you don't got to play us like that. You don't got to front on us like that. I mean, come on, bro. You know, so whatever. I feel like Longhorn Nation was a, a little disturbed by that, but they let that go. You know, they was like, okay, Casey, you're in your new spot. You know, you you you're hyping up your fans. You, you're getting the Nebraska fans hype. You, you you're happy to be here. You know, taking a shot on the way out the door. Okay, it's whatever. So then he does another podcast and he says that the majority of the athletes at Nebraska have cars, and only three football players on the texas football team had cars and if you're a starter at the university of nebraska you're going to make six figures regardless and that's not the case at the university of texas and it's like come on now casey come on now all right we let the first one slide you're talking some mess but now you're talking about the players don't have cars which the players have responded to xavier worthy posted a video on his twitter of a parking lot full of cars nice cars for the texas longhorns football team i've seen these players, even these incoming recruits like like Justice Finkley and some of these other recruits are making good money off of NIL and have good NIL opportunities. The offensive linemen have good NIL opportunities. So I don't know what Casey's talking about. Like I said, you don't even have to really follow college football too much, you know, just to know that it's not true that the opportunities for NIL are going to be better at Nebraska than they are for the University of Texas. And, you know, I'm sensing a little salt here. I think that Things didn't go the way that he wanted them to go last year. Things didn't go the way anybody wanted them to go last year. And I think that he thought that he would be able to come back in and, you know, be the starting quarterback again and, and turn things around in Sark's second year. And, and maybe their pursuit of Quinn Ewers, who originally burned uh, the Longhorns to go to Ohio State and decided to come back when he lost the job to C.J. Stroud. Maybe he felt disrespected uh, by, you know, their pursuit of Quinn Ewers. And, and so that's why he decided to leave and, and go to Nebraska, knowing that he probably didn't have a realistic shot at the job. I respect Hudson Card for staying, even though I did a podcast saying that maybe he should have transferred. But I definitely respect him staying and competing for that job. And and now that Casey Thompson is, is gone, you know, I think his feelings are a little hurt. He sounds a little salty um, once again because he just continues to take shots at the Longhorns about the lack of NIL deals he was getting. I mean. You know, granted, like I said, you know, I, I don't believe and I don't think anybody listening to this podcast believes that the opportunities at Nebraska are better. You know, maybe they threw him a bunch of money because they need a starting quarterback and they're desperate, you know. And I mean, NIL is a part of the game now, you know, so I get that. But to to act like the opportunities are better at the University of Texas, especially if the University of Texas is winning. I know they didn't do that last year, but I think that they will have a winning record this year with all of the talent they've brought in the transfers and the additions to the coaching staff they've made and Texas football is going to be a lot more on the map than it was last year. And I think they're gonna have a lot better season than Nebraska did this year. So, you know, just enjoy the money you're getting at Nebraska, have a good time, win the quarterback job and do the best that you can do to put the corn Huskers back on the map, Casey, you know, but all of this talking out the side of your mouth about the Longhorns, about the money you didn't get and about the cars that you weren't driving and, and the cars the players weren't getting and the opportunities the players didn't have and, and how Nebraska is so much more close-knit than it is in Austin and you feel so much more supported and so much more love. 
you know, all of that is cool, you know, and and from one member of Longhorn Nation, I still wish you the best. But just once again, man, you got to move on gracefully and you got to, you know, if you if you want it, you know, that new girl, go love that new girl. You know, stop talking about your ex because we're not worried about you. We got number three, you know, Queen Ewers with the mullet and we still got Hudson Card and we got four star quarterback Malik Murphy. So, you know, once again, your ex has moved on and, and we good over here. And I hope that you can do the same, Casey. Have fun in Nebraska. Coming up next, Chris Beard and the Texas Longhorns basketball team won their first round matchup, but ultimately Purdue was just too much for them in the second round. We talk about that after a word from our sponsors. March Madness has been crazy. And make sure you're betting on Stat Heroes. Stat Heroes NCAA single game pickums pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn and use promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match, terms and conditions apply. If you're hungry, try Built Bar, especially the Puffs. If you haven't had either one, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar, they're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate but not just the puffs all built bars are covered in 100 percent real chocolate low calorie high protein replace your candy bars with these at built bar they're all about the taste they make it taste delicious first then figure out how to make it healthy and i don't know how but they pull it off every single time go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at built.com all right, so the Texas Longhorns basketball team and Chris Beard's first season at the 40 Acres were able to secure a sixth seed in the East region in the NCAA tournament. And I just want to say in the, the first two rounds, the first two, uh, yeah, the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament, the round of 64 and the round of 32, man, we saw some crazy games, some crazy stories. Uh, how about St. Peter's making it to the Sweet 16, a 15 seed, a school most of us have never heard of? Um, you know, we saw Baylor go down to, to North Carolina. Um, we saw TCU almost knock off number one seed, Arizona. So a lot of great games in the NCAA tournament, but we're here to talk about your Longhorns. They beat the ACC tournament champions, Virginia Tech, in round one. I thought they had a really good offensive showing, scoring 81 points. Uh, Five players in double figures, including Marcus Carr. He was really aggressive, scoring 15. Uh, you know, Andrew Jones scored 21. So really good offensive output. And they stopped one of the hottest teams in the country, you know, kind of let him back in the game at the end, you know, just fouling and turning the ball over and stuff like that. Virginia Tech being more aggressive, but a good showing throughout the game. And then uh, in their second game, they matched up against three seed Purdue. Um, I think that the Longhorns had a chance to be the four or the five seed going into the tournament. And they're showing in the Big 12 tournament or lack thereof probably pushed them down to a six seed, which meant to get to the Sweet 16, they were going to have to face off against a very tough Purdue team 
um, that can beat you inside or out, and they have dominant paint presences. And Zach Eady, who's seven four, <laughs> um, and then uh, Williams. Uh, I'm forgetting his first name right now, but Williams, um, who was dominant, you know, last night with, with 23 points. And he's a former All-American. Uh, so that shows you just the type of talent they have. And of course, Jaden Ivey at the point guard position who really hit the dagger over Courtney Ramey will be uh, probably a top five pick in this year's NBA draft. You see how explosive he is at the point guard position. And so Texas went up 14 to eight in that game. And it looked like they came out with the same intensity that they had against Virginia Tech, and then proceeded to not score, not just a field goal, not score a point for 10 minutes. Really, I think it was like nine minutes and 40 seconds. So 10 minutes, they did not score a point, allowed Purdue to go on a 20 to zero run. So Texas was up 14 to eight. And then the next thing you looked up and it was 28 to 14 Purdue. Now, Texas was able to overcome that, even taking the lead again at one point. Uh, but it was just too much. They couldn't, you know, defend in the in the paint without fouling. In the second half, the Purdue was in the double bonus with 11 and a half minutes left out of a 20 minute half. So anytime they got touched, they were going to the free throw line and shooting two of them. And more times than not, um, outside of some Zach Eady misses, they were making uh, two of those free throws. Williams missed a couple at the end, too, but he definitely made up for it, only missing two field goals the entire game. And I think they just ran into a buzzsaw. This is a Purdue team that was in the top 10 all year. They were ranked number one um, at one point, probably the best team in the Big 12, I mean, in the Big 10 all year. Um, you had stretches where Wisconsin uh, was was great, but they lost to Iowa State in the tournament. Iowa lost in the first round to Richmond. Illinois lost uh, to U of H. So they're probably the most consistent team and probably uh, Michigan State lost to Duke. So probably the most consistent team in the Big Ten and definitely has a chance to win the NCAA tournament. So I think they just ran into a better team. You know, we could talk about some things that they could have done better. Definitely can't go 10 minutes without scoring in the NCAA tournament game. They're going to have to – that's probably key number one next year is to be able to find some offensive consistency. They do have some five-star recruits coming in, uh, some players coming back. It'll be remain to be seen if Marcus Carr and Andrew Jones – uh, coming back, they needed to go ahead and make Andrew Jones a statue <laughs> outside of the Moody Center for as long as he's playing. He's been playing at the University of Texas. I think uh, if he plays another year, he'll have outlasted uh, Shaka Smart's tenure um, at the University of Texas. So uh, he's a lifelong long, Longhorn and, of course, a legend. I think Marcus Carr coming back would be huge for this team. I think in the NCAA tournament, you saw what this team can look like if Marcus Carr plays with aggression. They definitely were great offensively in the tournament. Um, just defense and fouling let them down in their game against Purdue. So you could talk about the, the 10 minutes that they went without scoring. And then also, you know, a lot of people are going to talk about the big discrepancy in the free throw shooting. Get this Purdue shot 46 free throws, a tournament record for them. They've never shot 46 free throws in a game until yesterday. And the Texas Longhorns shot 12. Now, I know that that sounds crazy. You know, when you look at the box score and you say 46 to 12, um, but I watched the game and, and I don't think it's too crazy. Now, obviously, that's alarming. You know, 34 uh, is a big discrepancy between teams. But I think, one, the Longhorns just settled for a lot of jump shots. They didn't really get to the rim, didn't get in the paint as much on the offensive end. And on the converse, Purdue did. That's really all that they did. And I thought that uh, Painter, their coach, did a really good job of exploiting uh, Texas's biggest weakness right now, especially with Trey Mitchell out. We just have a lack of size. When you got a 7'4 player and Texas doesn't start anybody over 6'9", uh, 
I mean, of course, they're going to dump the ball down into the post. And so I thought that we took a lot of jump shots and just missed them while they made a point to get in the post. And, you know, it's hard not to foul a 7-4 player if you're 6-9. You know, it's hard not to foul um, an All-American power forward when he's dominating down low and going 10 for 12 or 11 for 13 on his field goal. So watching the game, yes, it was a huge discrepancy, but I don't think anything stood out like this is egregious. I don't think that many if you know many of the calls of course there are probably a few that's going to happen in every game but I don't think many of the calls against Purdue uh were crazy you know I, I don't think that anything against Purdue was like oh you know why are they calling this or they're not giving us a chance or these are bogus calls I think they were really getting the ball down the paint and earning their foul calls and once again I think Texas just shot a lot of jumpers that they didn't get fouled on and then when you're in the bonus the double bonus between I mean from the 11 and a half minute mark to the end of the game I mean, that's going to be a lot of fouls right there. Plus, at the end of the game, it was a close game, so they had to ice the game. There's more free throws right there. So I think that stat looks a little more inflated than it is. Of course, 46 to 12 is a lot. Um, you know, Chris Beard talked about it after the press conference. You know, he said he wanted to mince his words. He doesn't want to have to get fined and pay that fine. I completely understand that. Uh, but he's, he didn't feel like the discrepancy was right. And, you know, you got to stick up for your players. And, of course, like I said, when you look at it, 46 to 12, that is a lot. Um, but once again, just throughout the flow of the game, I don't think it was anything egregious or anything that the refs were doing uh, to slight the Longhorns. I think it's just a credit to the the Purdue's game plan and and how they continue to get in the paint, continue to dominate uh, the Longhorns, and continue to take advantage of our weaknesses. They fouled Timmy Allen out of the game. He only had two points and two rebounds. So what likely is going to be his last game for the Texas Longhorns. So um, they had a really good game plan. Marcus Carr kept us in the game being really aggressive. Um, Andrew Jones continued to shoot some good threes. And overall, they had a good showing. Once again, this is a Purdue team that was number one in the country, uh, top 10 in the country all season, and a legitimate national champion contender. I think they'll handle uh, St. Peter's in their Cinderella run. And then, you know, they can beat either UCLA or North Carolina to get to the Final Four. And then after that, we've seen how crazy and close these games are. So I would not be surprised at all if, uh, you know, Purdue makes it to the national championship and wins it, especially with electric players uh, like Zach Eady, Williams, and then, of course, Jade and Ivy, who once again just hit the dagger uh, on Courtney Ramey and had them looking lost out there. You know, so um, great season by Chris Beard and this basketball team winning their first NCAA tournament game in eight years. And uh, the future is bright at the 40 acres for this basketball team. Once again, they got two five-star recruits coming in next year. I know that Chris Beard is going to get hot on the recruiting trail and try to bring in some more. Uh, to be ultra competitive next year, win the Big 12 and be able to advance to the Sweet 16 or further in the 2023 NCAA tournament. But one team that wasn't disappointing this weekend was your Texas Longhorns baseball team. They are on fire, winning four straight games in dominant fashion. First, a word from our sponsors. It's that time of the year again as college basketball tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline where the game starts. All right, quick update on your Texas Longhorns baseball team. They were 13-5. and five. They had lost to the College of Charleston. We're like, what is going on with this baseball team? Tanner Witt 
is dealing with a season-ending injury. And I'm not going to say all hope was lost, but it was looking a little bleak. You know, I was on Twitter, you know, everybody's like, this baseball team is broken and I don't know what to do and looked like people was ready to jump ship. Well, since then, they are 4-0. and Now, the quality of competition hasn't been great. But you got to beat who's in front of you. And I'm glad they did that because if they would have went 0-4, you know, they would have been even – they would have been on Twitter, you know, talking about don't support the baseball team at all, you know. So 4-0 in their last four games um, against the Citadel and University of Incarnate Word. Once again, you just got to beat who's in front of you regardless of the level of competition. They are 17-5 and now on the season. In their last four games, they are outscoring opponents – 59 to 8. The offense is clicking. I know you've seen the bombs by Trey Faltine. Of course, the Hispanic Titanic Ivan Melendez continues to hit balls, not just out of the park, um, but almost out of the realm of the meter. It's hard to even track where some of these balls are going. Um, so he's smashing it. The offense is looking good, and they've definitely bounced back from a tough stretch in which they went two and seven over nine games. Excuse me, two and five over seven games. They only have five losses on the season. Um, and so this week coming up, they have a game against Central Arkansas tomorrow. Look for them to win that game. And then a tough rivalry matchup. But this rivalry didn't go our way this season in basketball. Uh, but hopefully in baseball, we'll get bragging rights. A weekend series against Texas Tech, who has a really good baseball team as well. So the Texas Longhorns baseball team has bounced back. The number two team in the country, number one in our hearts. And we're still pushing, even with the injuries, even with some of the pits of the season thus far, we're still pushing for them to get number seven in Omaha this summer. Longhorn Nation, thank you for tapping into a Monday edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spring training starts tomorrow for the football team. We've been waiting forever, and it's finally here. Can't wait to cover that for to you tomorrow on the podcast. Peace.